Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 128 from the historic Springdale Civic Center. My name is Irvin. Uh, Maribel is not with us this week, but we do have a guest this week. I actually just met him recently. He is a comedian who goes by the name of The Frisco Kid, Francisco Valencia. Thank you for joining us, Francisco. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was expecting a lot of, lot of pros. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. So we, I just, uh, I met you randomly. Um, I think... It was, I forgot what was the what was the uh, I think it was an art show. I think it was a little craft show, right? Yeah, craft show. <laughs> Random, but whatever. <laughs> so it was it was on uh, on the seventh of May, El Cinco de Mayo, or maybe close to that day, because there was a Cinco de Mayo celebration happening at the Jones Center, the annual uh, Hispanic Women's Organization uh, festival, and I also saw that the little craft show was downtown, which was. A, uh, a event that a good friend of ours, Amber Paradin, used to run. And I think she might have created it too, I'm not sure. But I was just kind of walking around with a margarita in hand, and I forgot <laughs> what happened. I think you said something. Yeah, man. man. Random Mexican selling arts which, and crafts, man. <laughs> which things, I mean, hey, were you selling stuff? Yeah, I was selling my friend Mariah. She's, a, she's an arts and craft person. And obviously, she um, was like, hey, man, you should come try to sell something. I bet you can't sell anything. Oh, okay. I'm real competitive, by the way. <laughs> so, you, so you were actually selling something? or were Yeah, you I, was she... selling, I was selling her arts and crafts. Okay. She just challenged me. She's like, I bet you can't sell something. You know how uh, we get. You know how it is. I feel you. It's like, say less. I mm. got you. Did yeah. you sell something? Oh, of course not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to I'm just kidding, man. That's all like two. I got, hey, I got two, hey. two sales. That's all that matters. They said, uh, hey. I should be a car salesman. <laughs> and I was I was walking through that that uh fest no, not a festival, but I guess it was just an event, and uh, I forgot what you said. You said something. You didn't you didn't tell me anything about buying anything. You weren't trying to sell me anything. No, I pointed at your finger. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I pointed at the big, uh, the big finger, been man. Like a, it's been like a, it's like a conversation starter since I broke my finger. Yeah. Like everybody asks about it, and everybody's got jokes. Everybody says like, "Oh, now you can flip off everybody." Now I'm like, "No, you can't. You can't flip off everybody just because you have something on your finger." Uh, but you asked me something about the finger, and then I go into my spill on how I how I broke it, which kind of sounds like I'm trying to like make myself sound cool because I was volunteering at the tornado relief thing. You know? I know, I was like, like, man, real Superman. I know, and I, and I, and I hate I hate saying it, but I, I like telling you know the story. Um, Cause it's expensive. These 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 hospital bills. I'm telling you, man. That's why we avoid. I went there to try to help, and, I, and I'm having to pay a little under two thousand dollars now from this medical bill I'm out of my help. own pocket. I need help. It's crazy. It's crazy how how expensive it is to get sick or to break anything. Oh, Mexicans, we don't we don't go to the hospital, bro. We stay, I know we don't. We don't even take sick days at work. They don't believe us when we call in. Like, <laughs> like I. Uh, I messed up my leg playing soccer like seven years ago, and I just, it was like freezing outside. I think it was like below 15 degrees outside. And of course, Mexicans still playing soccer at Spring High School. <laughs> We're still playing soccer. Forgot to warm up. And one time I was trying to take the ball away from one of my friends, and I heard that, and I went to the ground, man. And I didn't go to a doctor because back then I didn't have good insurance. And I was like, if I go to a doctor for this, <laughs> it's going to be like $20,000. Does anyone have insurance? That's the real question. I know, man. This, <laughs> this, it, if, if your job does not offer insurance, it's like, well, just in general, our community doesn't really go to the doctor. That's what I'm saying. We call in and they don't believe us. They're like, make a plan, dude. Come to work. Every time I mention <laughs> it to someone, I'm like, oh, I went to urgent care and then I had surgery and then I'm now I'm going to hand therapy. People look at me like, dude, why don't you just You're still let coming it... to work, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, why don't you just let it, why don't you just let it grow, you know, the way that it is? 
Um, but going back to the original conversation, um, I think I had seen a Facebook post. And we're not Facebook friends. Well, maybe we are. Um, we are now. We are now, right? But, like, we weren't back then. But I, th- I saw someone either liked your picture or someone shared it. And it was a picture about you talking about how, like, um, certain people didn't believe in you, didn't believe in your craft or what you could accomplish. But you were proud of yourself because I think you performed an event locally, right? Yes, If you sir. want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, basically... Did we mention you're a comedian, by the way? No, I don't think you mentioned about Okay, comedian. well, you're a comedian. <laughs> Everyone's trying to figure out, what, <laughs> Who what is this guy? man do? <laughs> I think he's a craftsman. Uh, for real, for real, for real. Now, um, so, being, being in this part of the area, there's... I don't see any Mexican comedians. You know, I don't really see any... I see I see some... I see all kinds of comedians, but I'm, I haven't seen a Mexican yet. Yeah. So, everywhere I go, they're like... Hey man, that's that's cool, man. We don't we don't really. Well, see. at least professionally, right? Because yeah. everybody's got the comedian at their job. Yeah, probably yeah. making jokes. And stuff, <laughs> it's, you know? it's a rap, man. You know, and uh, I started going to. I'm from I, I'm from LA, so I speak different. You know, just the lingo. I mean, not to other Mexicans. We all we're all the same, you know. Yeah. But when you here's a populated area by whites, blacks, and where I can tell Marshallese, mm-hmm. I thought they were one of us at first. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've been confused with Marshallese person too. But uh, no, nah, I started doing stand up. And I uh, started doing stand-up a while back, and I just remember coming here, I was the only Mexican, and I was performing in a wide areas, and they were kept telling me that, uh, hey, man, uh, we don't know if we can book you, we don't know mm. if, uh, and just give me the runaround, you know? Yeah. And finally, one of the guys finally snapped, he's like, look, man, you talk different, we don't think the crowd will connect with your jokes, the only thing you got for yourself is that you believe in yourself, and no one else here has that mm. and that kind of fueled me you know because yeah. at first it was i was upset i was mad and i was like man they're really not gonna book me because the way i talk it's also a bad take because there's yeah. a bunch of brown people here yeah and i think you'd want that business of and our I told, business. that's what i told them i was like yeah. man and I'm, I'm a very as you can see i started a conversation with you imagine like 20 other people yeah hey i was a fire strike you know I, I like to communicate i love talking to people you know like i feel that's my one of my talents is i'm able to connect with people you know if I don't know you, I'll get to know you and find someone, something we have in common, and I'll be able to poke it through you. That way, I have a connection with yeah. people. You know, I feel people always tell me, Frisco doesn't know strangers, mm-hmm. just friends he hasn't met yet. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I let that, I was discouraged a little bit. You know, I was like, I was, I was upset. You know, imagine someone telling you, hey, you know, you practice every day, stuff that you love doing, and they're like, hey, man, you're not doing it right. You're just... I, do it on the side yeah you know mm. and yeah, i got discouraged man and i think that was a good thing because it led me away from those people mm-hmm. and i just started doing my own thing you know mm-hmm. i started hitting other different comedy clubs and the response i was getting was hey when are you coming back mm. and i had to drive i had to drive to fort smith kansas city i had to drive all these other places that were like an hour away you know instead yeah. of you got one here that's local and they don't they keep saying that i'm trash you know mm-hmm. and i was so when i would go to all these places it started getting my confidence back up mm-hmm. because i was going there as a five minute act and it evolved to 20 minutes mm-hmm. to 30 and now you know now i'm doing my own thing now i am i was competing with the comedians there but not anymore yeah i'm competing with the place now the place mm-hmm. in total you know yeah they found out i was starting to do places and people were asking me to come back mm-hmm. and it got to the point where it's like hey man What's your schedule look like? When can you come here? When is... Because mm. after a like... 
when I you got to come to one of my shows. So for you to understand the magnitude, like how I grab all of you and I bring it into, I bring everybody in. I bring, my jokes are not nothing to do with like. Sure, we have our jokes that are like, you know, touch ethnicities, touch white people, touch Mexicans, touch blacks, touch Asians, you know, mm-hmm. but not in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely don't be touching people. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, man. That's how you get slapped. Yeah, yeah. Or soon. But, yeah, or soon. Yeah, one yeah. or two. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, hey, controversy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and basically, my show just has stories that involves everybody. Like, my stories mm-hmm. do not, it, it goes through everybody. And the weirdest thing happening, like, I did this gig in Fayetteville and it sold out. Mm-hmm. Like, it got, like, I've never had reserved seats. Mm-hmm. And all the reservations were sold out. Mm-hmm. So when at first I, I printed them out, you know, the reservations. And I, to me, it didn't seem like that many. And when I laid all the, when I laid all the reservations down and I got on stage to mic check and I look up and I see river, reservation stickers everywhere, I'm all like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, that's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was packed and people were trying to, like, hey, man, I don't want to stand, bro. How can I buy one of those reservated seats? I'll pay dough for it. Mm. I was like, all right, it's getting out of control for me. It was getting out of control. Not out of control, but it was, my mom was just wasn't accepting it that this was yeah. – people are trying to pay to see me do my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that day, it was just something for me that was like people that came out to see me, it was like you hear talkative. You know, you have comedians that go out there and they talk, and they do, but they can't grip the whole crowd. Yeah. And when I got on stage, the owner was like, man, when you went on stage, the bartenders were able to take a break. Mm. And I was like, damn, my bad. Is that bad? He's like, no. Like, you got everyone's attention. Like, That's cool. You paused everything, and it was like, mm-hmm. there he is. So when I tell you, you know, I can lay out how I am and this and that, but when I get on stage, man, it's, it's a whole different – it's different for me because to me – I tell us every time, man. How do you feel when you get on stage? Like I go up, they give, they give me the mic, you know. I get my, get ready, and I close my eyes. And I, as soon as I step on stage, I open up my eyes and I'm stepping down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like something that's like effortless, not effortless, but I love doing it. Yeah. And the fact the response that I get. That's legit. That's yeah. cool. And then where, where are you from? Where, I mean, you're from Los Angeles. Yeah. Where are your parents from? They're from, my my mom is from Leon. Okay. Leon, Guanajuato. Guanajuato stand up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Not from Leon, but from Chupicuaro, <laughs> Nacambaro. Yeah, yeah, everybody starts coming in. I hit the yeah, other yeah. guy in the other room. He's like, hey, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> Let's run it. So when did, y'all, when did y'all move here to Arkansas? Man, we moved to Arkansas about, maybe, f- my, my family moved here like 10 years ago. Okay. And... I just been traveling, you know, mm. just different, going everywhere. Like I don't really, I feel like I don't have a home yet. Yeah. I just feel because I'm always on the move. Okay. Like this is home to me because this is where I come and I sleep and, you know, go out by my work week. But for me to say, hey, where's home to you? Yeah. To me is the beach. You know, mm. I grew up on the beach and that's, to me, that's home. So I just came back from over there. I was I was telling you. I know. Like, I was gonna tell you, man. You look darker than last time. I am. And, and, and I don't even know that was possible. I don't even turn brown. Like I turn purple. Oh, like once, bro. Like, I saw you. I was like, gonna call somebody. I was like, dude. hey, someone's breaking in. For real, man. For real. Like I'm. I'm like dark skin, super dark skin. Um, but I love the color of my skin. Yeah. I love my. I love my beautiful dark skin. Uh, hey, I have to say that because when I was a kid. You know, people be like, Prieto. Oh, no, not that, that too. That was actually my nickname. There was other nicknames which were bad, and I don't want to <laughs> say them here. But, but you know, you hear you hear uh, adults say like, 
oh, está bien bonito el de el güerillo con los ojos verdes o con los ojos azules. And I'm like, over here with dark skin and brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, dude. But I've, always, but, hey, <laughs> for real, but I've always loved myself. And like, shout out to all the brown people out there listening. Hey, say less. Hey, I'm hey. just as tan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. You're over here as dark as yeah, me. I know, man. Yeah, man. Hey, when I was little. And I the remember. light's hitting you, too. So I know, like, come I'm on tanning now. dark. <laughs> My mom used to tell me, it was like, you better play in the shade. <laughs> for real, man. Like, you get any darker, I'm leaving. You'll you'll be hearing, in the streets. <laughs> you'll be hearing all these things that are like, uh, when you think about it, when you're an adult, you're like, damn, I was messed up. Yeah. Like they used to say, <laughs> yeah, you know? But like, I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> I had, I'll, I'll say this 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 nickname because it's not as bad, but one time this this kid was older than me, and he was darker than me too. I don't even know why he was calling me, <laughs> why he was calling me nicknames, but he called me Burnt Cookie. Damn. He's like, man, you're a burnt cookie. And like, at that time, I was like, in first grade, so like it was offensive to me. I was like, "What? Like, why is he saying that?" But like when I grew up, I would use that as like my username <laughs> on social media. I would use it as like burnt cookie. I was like, "Man, this is a cool name that I'm gonna make it into something." You know, instead of instead of it being a bad thing, I'm gonna change it into something. I'm gonna own it. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna so, own it. So I was like, at the end, I was like, "Man, I, I love my skin." Who this burnt cookie guy? Dog? For real, man. And I, now I take it as like a, a cool thing. I don't mind it. <laughs> but funny. so, how do you uh, per, how do you even like? think about pursuing a a uh, career in comedy like why obviously like in our in our families and in, in, in our communities and stuff like we just joke around all the time right so it's kind of natural how maybe like latin a latinx person can kind of come into the comedy world and and own it and be and be good at it because of what it will experience but how was your journey to wanting to even stand on that stage man to be honest i've always been an active person man i've always wanted to you know always Everywhere I go, man, you know, I like making friends. I like talking to people. And one day, we went to Kansas City. I went to go, my cousin. I'm a Raider fan, obviously, you know. My cousin, something's wrong. Obviously, you, so, obviously something. you got the Raider hat on. The Raider hat. I got to represent my boy. But uh, <laughs> shout out to the Raider Nation. I like how you said obviously. Like, besides the hat, what else am I supposed <laughs> the to? The Mexican, bro. You're Mexican. <laughs> you could be a 49ers fan or hey, a Cowboys whoa, easy, fan. Bro. Hey, hey, whoa, easy, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm chill person, bro. I'm not <laughs> relax. <laughs> I crack up at those, uh, what do they call those? Those memes that they put where they're like, if you have all these things, you're probably a Cowboys fan. Yeah. There's like the jeans. The John Cena <laughs> shorts. <laughs> But I know some of those people that like do yeah, dress hey, like that though. Hey, no, exactly. When they see that meme, they crunch their phone. <laughs> but Rice is like, like hey, put that meme back up. And the Raiders fans, like, they usually have something in the Raiders. You have a cap on right now. That's all right. And they like black and white. You're wearing black and white. Why? Why? There you go. Black. <laughs> Dude, your watch is black watches, and white too. Man, it's a wrap, okay. bro. It's, it's well, I didn't. Game. I didn't even see your watch. <laughs> I was just kidding. You, you actually hey, had a black and white watch. Hey, call security. We're gonna need him. <laughs> this is actually the roast of the Frisco kid. Yeah, let's go. Uh, but anyway, back back to what you were saying. So we go to Kansas City, right? And my cousin, something's wrong with him. He's not all there. Like he's kind of like. I don't know how do you say like, it. Like, he's got like mental issues. Uh, Kansas City fan. There you oh go. Man. <laughs> man, I thought it was serious. Yeah, got real serious. I was about. Hi. Hey, but look at that punch. Hey, oh, look yeah. at that. But anyways, we we go. This is the first time I get up on stage as a comedian. So we're on. We're, we get to, we get to the place, and my cousin's like, "Hey, man, let's let's go check this place out. They have live music." So we go, but that night it was comedy night. Mm. And the crowd, it was okay, you know. Everybody was vibing. And my cousin was like, hey, bro, you should get on stage. 
And I was like, dude, I've never, I don't know if I could do it. He's like, dude, yeah, you can, bro. You, you got this. Just try it out. You're, I think you're kind of funny. And I was like, wow. Funny looking. Funny. Hey, yeah, you let me get to it. Hey, you, you with him or what? I know, man. <laughs> so he basically uh, tells me, like, you know what, let me, let me, let me get a couple drinks in me. Let me, let's run it, you know? Which could so, be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Cause uh, it, at this point, where I was a kid, I didn't know where I was at. <laughs> I was like, hey, let's just, <laughs> just get off the stage. You're like, oh, yeah, at least I don't have any friends there to be like, hey, you know, dumbass. You know, yeah. but anyways, yeah, I get I, my cousin, they're like, all right, Frisco, Frisco kid, you know, call me to the stage. And right away, man, it just flickered. You know, I just, I went in. You know, I went in, t- I, ta- I just started talking about my life and started like experience that I've had, you know, like, and I blew it up. Mm. I made the the things I was saying and the, the thing that got me was when I got the first laugh, I already knew what to do. Oh. You know, it just clicked right away. You know, it's like I got up on stage and at first I was like obviously nervous, you know, I was like, all right, here we go. Like what, what, what I, I was paying attention to see how, what they, how they would start and this and that. And this one guy was talking about um, like how he was an immigrant, mm-hmm. you know. So then I started talking. That's, the, that's how I started out. And I was like, man, you know, so it was when I was like, man, I really hope that uh, I get, you know, if I get deported, mm. it's to the right country. Because everyone mm. keeps deporting me to Mexico. I'm from Canada. Bro. And everyone just started cracking up. I was like, they call me the Mexican maple leaf, you know. Uh. And I just went in on it, you know. I was like, man, that's how you know my dad was a real Mexican because he skipped the United States completely. Like, Bro. he crossed all the borders. <laughs> <laughs> He, he just he just jumped in by accident. Yeah, he just like overachiever. I was like, "Hey, dad, you need to clock out down in Cali." Hey, you got you got nice medical insurance in Canada. Hey, so. and every like, and as soon as I got, it's a good job. As soon as, oh, you see the one I go when I go in, you know, and yeah, um, it's good stuff. And uh, as soon as as soon as I heard that first laugh, it just clicked. And they give you a light, you know. They give you a light. They got they give you the rules. Like, hey, man, after five minutes, we'll give you a light. That means you got to wrap it up. You know, tell your last joke and. You're done, but if you're the crowd likes you and you're and you're funny, we'll let you go until you tap out. Mm. So I'm like, all right, so I'm like, all right, five minutes ain't that long, you know. I got up on stage and I didn't see no light, mm. and I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'm gonna keep going, you know. Yeah. And I just ran it. I ran it, and next thing I get off a of stage. And people start shaking my hands, like, hey, man, where are you from? Like, you, you, what, 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 what's your name? What, you know, everything. And I was like, oh, everything was happening so quick, you know. And I asked my cousin. My cousin's like, bro, what the, well, where did that come from? And I was like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, it was only there for five minutes. Like, dude, you're up there for 25 minutes, bro. Mm. And I was like, oh, damn, for real? It's like, dude, like, they're, they're offering us free drinks at the bar. And next thing mm. you know, from there, it just kind of took off, you know. I started getting on stages. And coming here was the roughest part was here because it's so the places that are comedy just you you i was a to me when I, the last show that i did was the first time it made me happy because when i go to fort smith when i go to st louis or when i go to other places it's all it's always one culture you know like when mm-hmm. i go to fort smith most likely it's gonna be all white mm-hmm. when i go to st louis or when i go somewhere like that it's gonna be mexicans or blacks you know mm-hmm. and at my show it was awesome because it was blacks mexicans and whites and mm-hmm. one asian <laughs> you know what I'm saying so to me that was to me, that was awesome I was like man like if I could do this mm-hmm. you know and bring people together like that like how far can I push this mm-hmm. you know have you performed anywhere 
besides the Fayetteville one here locally yet? Okay. Uh, at the at the Grove. You have performed there? I've performed there. Have you performed at Black Apple yet? No. I, like I said, uh, right now is just... Do you know people there? If not, I know people oh, that we can reach hey, out to. Say, hey, get me on, man. I really need a manager, to be honest, man. I need I, something uh, I need. I ain't got time to do hey, that. Hey, hey, hold on. Hey, chill out. Hey, You're looking at me. You're looking at me too hard when you say that. That's how you know you're Mexican. You're like, ah, no, we ain't no pedo. I know people do that to me all the time. No, 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 But hey, I can definitely at least... I know the people of Black Apple, and I know that they do uh, comedy uh, shows yeah, there. So less. I'll I'll reach out to to a friend and ask. Because I I just got back. From, I did a show in Mexico. I did a show in Leon. I did a show in Jalisco. Is your show bilingual or is it English or Spanish? Depends or what, it? what the crowd is. So you you, know? you speak both? Pretty I speak good? both. Okay. Mexicano, Latino, Black, White. Okie dokie. He's <laughs> a flex on language. I know it's not. <laughs> hey, <man>. chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, the, I'm gonna reach out to the person from Black Apple. I think that I think it because I think they have shows of like I'm not sure if it's an every week thing, but I think they had a show this week with a comedian there, uh, and there's never any brown comics hey, at all. I'm so that's that's like such an open uh, market when you think about it. Yeah, like right now, like it's just I had to get out of here, you know, like yeah. like here wasn't cutting it for me, and like you know, imagine the people that are booking the places leave you out of it, mm. you know, and then every time every time I would go back and do a show at their place. It it would just be in their faces, you know, because yeah. they they would go ask the crowd, "Hey, who's the, who's your favorite comic? Who's mm-hmm. the, who's your favorite comic of the night?" And they would say, "Oh, the guy from L.A., the guy with mm-hmm. the Raider hat," and their faces would just, "Oh, cool." How much do you wear the hat? <laughs> the ah, shut up. But that's what they would say. Like, mm. imagine, imagine you come to do your craft, mm. and you nail it. The mm. crowd responds like, "Hey, man, he's that." Like, people go there to have a good time. Yeah, you know, and if you, when they go there to have a good time, you know, the mm. problems are gone. Yeah. They don't think about anything else. They're in the, mm-hmm. they're lost. In, they're in the they're in there with you. Yeah, and they had a bad. They had a good time. Mm-hmm. And then when someone asks you, "Hey, who's your favorite radio host?" and everyone's like, "Hey, my boy, my boy," mm. and they they tell that to the person that's hiring you, and his response is, "Oh, that's that's cool. That's legit. All right, have a good night." Mm. Like, how would that make you feel? Yeah. And for me to be standing right there watching, like. I was watching everybody. Everybody's stabbing me. Everybody's like, hey, let me give my man a beer. Give him a beer. It's on me. You know, and it's like, it's cool. You know, and like the crowd response, everybody was like, you know, everyone's just, hey, man, you're the best set of the night, man. That, that dude. I didn't mm. even think about that. But when you tell it, man, it's like, damn, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then for that person that's, you know, trying to keep giving you excuses why he won't hire you, ask each table, and almost 90% of the table is like, the Mexican guy, you know, yeah. and he, his face just turns. Yeah, you know, so for, it's tough for me to be here because now that I went and did all this experience and everywhere else, everywhere I've been going, my not just my confidence that was just like I, that's why I told myself I'm no longer competing with the comedians here. Mm-hmm. I'm competing with yeah, you know, shows and the way the way I see it, the way I can deliver it. I tell the guys like, dude, I can sell out a place. I can do it. So, in other words, if the Grove is listening, they should book you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's black Grove. We're probably gonna be like, nah, bro. Uh, you didn't say nothing with me. But uh, <laughs> but so, what's what's the process like for a um, 
for you to come up with the joke? Do you think about it, or is it something oh. where it's just kind of like? Because I know some people have like the gift of being able to just go on stage and just have a conversation and it be funny, but then also other comedians like sit down and write jokes, and that's also great too. Yeah. So basically, what I do, I walk around my notepad, you know, and the stories that I tell, it could be like the dumbest little thing, mm. and I will blow it up to the max mm-hmm. you know for instance like i have a joke here about like getting a haircut mm. simple as that you know i went with my white friend to get a haircut he walks in he sits down and they put the thing on him right and they ask him hey man what kind of ha- what are you looking for sir he's like well uh, i need something that says i gotta i'm gonna buy a tesla later and maybe not maybe i will who knows mm. say less give him a haircut what's the first thing they do I think I'm just gonna go home and cut some grass, you know. Mm. But what happens when a Mexican gets a haircut? Mm. When a black person gets a haircut, you know, you walk into the bar. Hey man, what do you need? And us Mexicans, we're loyal. You know, we're good-hearted people. We're like, say something. I love my family. I love my kids. And uh, you know, just, I want my wife to know that I love her. Say less. Yeah. Gets a haircut. And what do you do right after you get a haircut? Damn, bro. Shit, I was thinking about settling down, man. <laughs> I'm going out tonight, bro. Ain't no stopping me. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, little little stuff like that, and I amplify. I, I blow it out of proportion. And it's crazy, because that's just, like, little things like that. You know, I think about it, and I'm like, dude, how can this be funny, you know? Because a lot of it's, like, you can write, I guess, you can write a brilliant joke and stuff, but if you can't deliver it on stage... Oh, yeah, that's then- that's the big one, you know? Like, and... That's why I'm saying, like, when I get on, like, when I get ready and I get on stage and when I have, like, some of my friends that they do open mics and it's their first time, like, I bring them and it's like, how do I, you need to grab their attention. You need to have something that gets their attention. And then once you hook them in, that you got to say, you got to keep them there. Because you get on stage and from what I see, they'll, they'll watch and they'll listen for, like, 30, you got 30 seconds to make something happen. You got 30 seconds before you lose them or the other oh, guy kind of sucks. And then they start ordering drinks and they start whispering and start talking about what's going on. So when I get on, I'm very energetic. So when I get on stage, you, I'm, I'm a presence. I, I automatically, I'm a hype person. As soon as I get on stage, like, oh, who, like, imagine you have two other mics up there, three other mics just go on stage and hold their, hold the microphone in front of them and talk. Yeah. Not me. I get on stage, I move that, I rip it out and get out, and I'm like, all right, everybody strap in, let's go. And I get to it. Mm-hmm. And once I got them locked in, that's when I start my show. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure that I, everyone's listening, because if you don't listen to my stories and the, the punchline, it's not going to hit as hard. Because yeah. I, I basically tell stories, and at the end of it, I wrap all of them up together. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll say, you know, I get on stage and... I'm energetic, you know, so I'll point at people, be like, hey, how's how's everyone doing tonight? All the single ladies, put your hands up. Ah, all the ladies that are divorced and took half of everything, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it can't, that, that I don't know, those guys, you know, that's hard, that, that's, thir- that's not even 30 seconds, that's 15 seconds of me just mm. having fun. Yeah. You know? Breaking the ice. Breaking the ice. Let them know, like, as soon as you hear that, you're like, all the single ladies get up and obviously all the guys are looking but when I say something like that like we're all divorced ladies that took half of everything and everyone's yeah. like what? <laughs> what's up? you know that and that's when that's when I start telling my stuff that's when I start never mind after that little laugh and I get them all in everyone's already listening and I grab them all and if I don't grab them all you know I reach back there and I'll say something even worse mm. well not worse 
probably funnier. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I get them. You know, that's you gotta. That's how I go in. That's how I get into it. You know. Yeah. So when you come to one of my shows, it's not just me on the mic. You when I t- like for instance, if I was doing a show right now, I have a joke called the Mexican Thor, mm. and I do a party trick. See, so it's now no longer just listening. You have to watch. You yeah, have yeah. to see what this party trick is. So that's why I tell people, hey, man, like, tell me a joke. It's like, I don't tell jokes, man. You you have to come see it because for me to do it right here, it's not going to make sense to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people always want to do, you put a, you put videos up? And I was like, dude, I wish I could. You know, I want to, but I want you to be there. Like, mm. it's a, it's going to hit different when you're there with me. Yeah. You know, because the mo- I get the whole crowd involved. You know, mm. I get everyone. Like, everyone has their own part in this. And I like having everybody on board yeah so basically are there any uh comedians that um inspire you oh george lopez man that's my hero george man. Lopez, man i remember have being... you seen him live already no we were just talking about that today so it's funny I that you bring in, that uh, up tulsa some in tulsa like four years ago and i saw fluffy too how was that oh, fluffy's fluffy's better than george lopez now now i mean george lopez like if you if you look at his old and i know some people are not into like that whole like mexican humor you yeah. know when we when it's like because george lopez like just makes fun of like his whole mexican life you know yeah some people like uh fluffy because he doesn't really go into much into the mexican yeah he kind of yeah. just does his yeah. own thing right he, he like like yeah like that's the difference between like he said like you know george lopez i just love him because i remember being a little kid yeah and turning on hbo after lights for all not obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After hours, like, what's going on? <laughs> and I turned the TV on, man, and there I was, a little kid, and there's George Lopez, you know? Is it the one-hour special? Yeah, no, about? it's the, the Lion King's a comedy. Okay. And he just starts talking about everything that's, like, happening in my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, did your grandma ever beat your ass? And I was like, yeah. no, see, wait, I've been unsaid. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like, hey, trans- I like the one where he talks about, like, I think his... Uh, his uh, he, he would drink water from the the hose. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And then and I know some people are not into that type of comedy, but for me, like I, oh, yeah, I did connect with it because I'm from California, yeah, like you, like he was. We lived it, you know. You know? And it, everything he says, I think it was that one hour special. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. It was like I think it might have been like early two thousands around that time. I think that's like one of the best specials yeah. ever. The, that's the one that you got know? me. Was the was if you have time. It's yeah. like the Lion King's a comedy man, and he just remember seeing him, man. He was like so, like right now. Obviously, he stuck with his politicals and everything mm-hmm. he had to say, and that's just him. You know, it's, he's like the OG. He's like the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Fluffy, he's a monster, bro. Like he's yeah. a a monster on his own that's gonna probably live forever. You know, like, he just like he will, did he sell out? He sold out some some stadium in in Los Angeles. Like, yeah, the Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah, like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And it's yeah, and it's crazy because George Lopez is George Lopez. Yeah. But Fluffy, that's 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 Gabriel Iglesias. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's a, a character now. That's something mm-hmm. that that he made. You know, they can't take it from him. You know, like the sound effects, how he tells his jokes, everything yeah. is just like he's a character. Like mm-hmm. he's no longer a comedian. You know? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, think I think he's literally like. He's gotta be maybe top five of this yeah. generation. Yeah, like he has to because the way yeah. the way that he's like selling out different big arenas. Obviously, people care about him. Yeah, like I said, like he's a character now. Like he's no mm. longer Gabriel Iglesias. He's fluffy. He's a he's a like that's a monster. That's like that's that's you can't you can't take that from him. No matter what you do, that's yeah. his character. That's 
His like he Gary Gless can get skinny, whatever <clears throat> doesn't matter what he does. Fluffy is what they're gonna see. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And how about how about non-brown comedians? I like Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I like Kevin Hart, obviously. Yeah. Chris Rock, Chris Tucker when he was doing stand-up, he's mm-hmm. he's pretty good. Um, let's see who else I got. I like this this one white guy. Oh, I forgot his name. It's crazy how to know any white guys, huh? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I know, man. Cool. Dan Cook. Dan Cook. I like Dan Cook. Dan Cook. That's how I, that he inspired me. So George Lopez gave me the confidence. How he tells his joy, así como le vale madre. Yeah. Como, it's like ah, you know how he is. He, the dad, you know. Yeah. He, that's what he gave me. That's like the stage presence. And then I moved on to Fluffy. How he tells his stories. I grabbed some of his stuff. And then I grabbed the stuff of Dave Chappelle of his stories. And Dave Chappelle's stories, he tells stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like, these people tell stories. They don't tell one-line jokes and one-punchliners. Yeah. They tell stories, and then they hit you with the punchline. Mm-hmm. And then I, Dane Cook, he I love just... His, I love his comedy his, special specials. His animation is just... The one that he did, was it... Well, the one on Madison Square Garden was good. Yeah. But I, uh, my favorite was Isolated Incident. Oh, Did yeah. you ever watch that one? No, I didn't watch that one. You need to look it up, man. It's, it's, I think it's, it's entirely on YouTube or on on spotify and it's just like master class i mean it's like it's comedy early 2000s so don't expect it to be the cleanest right but it's master class and i think that was like when he was at his peak but then he kind of went downhill yeah a lot of things happened to him but didn't like him a lot of things happened to him man like his brother went to prison he was going for prison his brother was going to prison both his parents died for cancer too like he went through a lot of things it's like he I believe in them because the vicious circle is a classic. Like I yeah. watched, I can watch that. I bought the DVD, bro. Like that's that was. I watched that one too. That, that was my favorite. One of my favorite. Like how the way he tells his jokes and like, like everything yeah. that he talked about was just something that's like, he made he painted the whole picture. Mm-hmm. When he for he talked about like when he when he uh, cheated on his girlfriend, mm-hmm. he walked into a room and the floor just squeaked. Yeah. And it said cheater. <laughs> I was like, bro. I would never have thought about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he, are these. You know the keys always louder on days you're not supposed to do things. Yeah, you get in the house and the keys on loud. Like, and he's just so good at describing and, everything. Yeah, and that's and that's the one I picked up from him. You know who I really like nowadays? I like Theo Vaughn. Who's that? He's a comic from Louisiana who's based in California, and uh, he's got like a mullet. You, he does a lot of podcasts too. Look him up on YouTube. Yeah. He, he's the, like that one guy takes his shirt off. The white guy gets on stage and he takes his shirt off. How old is he? Probably old, bro. This dude's old. Are you talking about like Ron, <laughs> like Ron White or something like that? Something like that. Okay. Probably something white like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dio Vaughn's great, though. Dio Vaughn, yeah. you need to check him out. I think I think you would really like his type of comedy. He's He is the comedian that I've seen recently where it's like way different. And all the comedians say that. Like they say that he's just different from everybody else. Really? Yeah. Um, so you all have a show coming up, right? You want to yeah, talk I about that? Yeah, I got a show on uh, Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday. It starts at 5 and... It's called the Ring Bunches. It's a brewery in Rogers. Uh-huh. And it's going to be popping. From what I hear, a lot of people are going. And he slapped me on the cover. And my phone started blowing up, asking me how I can get tickets. Mm. The Saturday at 5 p.m.? Sunday. Sunday. And that's a show I'm featured on. When I do my show, I'll obviously, I do it different. You know? mm. My advertising, my, I, I, this is my show, so I take pride in it. Yeah. So when I have a show... It's gonna be popping. Like it's gonna yeah. be like I said. Like you're you're coming to a comedy show, but and you're getting a show. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just like anywhere else, man. Like people just 
it's what you pride on yourself on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I tell you, come to, my, come to a comedy show, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be there, you know? But when I tell you, hey, man, look at my flyer. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look at the people I got on. Look, everything like that, you're, yeah. you're, obviously, you're going to be like, okay, now now I'm intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Now, like, you want people to look like it's a fun time, you yeah. know? And I got, that's that's basically what, it's a fun time. Yeah. What, what else do you want? You know, if you, you people go to comedy shows and they want to laugh, they want to they forget about the world, and that's... Something we provide here at our local uh, <laughs> Rogers Brewery. <laughs> I know what it's called. So it's this Sunday. This Sunday. And uh, you're one of the of the acts. Yeah. Um, so it is May 22nd, uh, 5 p.m. There is a $10 cover, just so you all know ahead of time. And it is the Rendezvous Junction Brewing Co. That sounds fancy for some reason. Right? That's what I said. I the, like, Rendezvous <laughs> Junction, the Rendezvous Junction Brewing Company at 2225 South Bellevue Road in Rogers, Arkansas. And uh, it's hosted by Chase Miska, featuring comedians Frisco Kid, Kyle Gal- Gilbert, Conrad Lesmeyer, and Molinaro. JJ Molinaro. I didn't see that JJ there. Right. <laughs> um, are, are you the only brown uh, comedian on the show? Always. Oh, yeah. Well, is there any other one? Exactly. In that's this what area? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, and right now, that's what I'm doing. The, the show that I threw... It was, we had three, three, we had uh, two black people, mm-hmm. two, three, three Mexicans and one Arabian guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Why didn't you book any white people? Just kidding. I, know, yeah, I, just I got real quiet. <laughs> 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 I just played with you. Like, the thug came out. I just played with you. For everybody that didn't start sweating here, bullets. I get, no, I didn't sweat. I gave that look. I'm like, boy, <laughs> you told me the rules and you're, uh, you're uh, amplifying them. You're, you're trying hey, to test the limits. There's some, there's some good white comedians that I've oh, seen. Yeah, a Black like, Apple. Also, shout out to Sam Price, who was. He was my host. He. You're the first comedian that's ever um, that's ever been on the show because he wasn't a comedian when he showed up at the show. He was still rapping, um, but then like a few months afterwards, he started doing comedy and stuff. So you're officially the first person that's actually yes. a comedian yes. uh, that shows up to the show on episode 128. Uh, any other final words before final we end words, this episode today, um, Francisco? The Frisco Kid, man, you come see me live. I encourage it. It's a show. It's something that. You know, at first, I didn't. If I didn't think I was funny, I wouldn't advertise it, and I wouldn't be pushing it this far. Mm. And the fact so, that so you didn't want to set yourself up for a disappointment. Yeah, you know, nah, you're funny. I, yeah, I like I. I let when my friends came to see me. People have never seen me do comedy. They know that I was funny, but when when they came to see me, it just made me feel good because I brought the stage home, and mm. they told me, "He's like, man, we saw comedians go up there." And I was like, "Man, can Frisco really do that?" And the fact that you were funny, funny. I don't know you could do it mm. and that just pried me along and it just got me more more opportunities here I'm getting booked here now people are like reaching out from these places of the area nice. now they're starting to call me it's no longer me hey uh, can you guys book me can, can you guys think about doing a comedy show mm. no like they're reaching out to me now you know so hey, that's cool I'm taking pride in that and I'm gonna see how far I can push it you know how far I can take it and see where this role leads and hopefully you know if it plays out good you know you guys Hopefully, have a hometown comic. You know, hey. say less. So make sure y'all check out uh, this show. It's this Sunday at five p.m. I, I probably need to get the name of the of the flyer again. <sighs> these these names, bro. But these it's names. at the uh, Jun. Ju- 
We're Mexicans. Dude. Okay. Hey, it's the Rendezvous Junction Brewing Company this Sunday at 5 p.m. There's a $10 cover, so just make sure you know that. 2225 South Bellevue Road in Rogers, Arkansas. Make sure you catch the Frisco Kid before he becomes famous. And he doesn't play here anymore. Yeah, no, I'm leaving. Will, will. I never come back. <laughs> right. But for real, everybody, thank you all for listening. That was episode 128 of the District 3 podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you. Bye.